it tells you, I think, why old-time radio still lives so very well 60, 70 years later. Mm-hmm. Those of us who are able to tap in and enjoy that, I mean, my goodness, Patricia, think of the quality what we're enjoying back then. In a lot of ways, they haven't matched that here 60 years later. They have not. They have no. not. Well, we've, we've lost. In, in writing and performing, the difference between television and radio goes back to what I complain about all the time, that loud and vulgar takes the place of funny and good. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's nice to be funny, and it's nice to be classy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And boy, the radios, they were, I mean, I'm picking on these really awful shows, right. and they really are awful, <laughs> but there's there's a, a class quality to everything mm-hmm. in radio. Mm-hmm. We don't find class quality in everything in television no. or movies. No. Just not there. So. Well, I I did a terrible thing, and we wound up talking. I wound up talking when I should have been asking Fibber McGee and Molly questions. So I'm going to put that one away, and maybe next week somebody will be awake who heard the show and will answer this week's questions next week. That's good. Next week's questions next week. Sounds good. All right. Now, I have some auction history information. Tell me. Oh, you got? it is just so cool. Now, I've, I've got like three pages here, and I tried to whack it down to <laughs> a little paragraph, so I've got things highlighted in different colors. So we're talking about auction history, and it begins with the exact date and time that auctions were first organized is not exactly known. Tell me when you think the first real auctions uh, document were. Let's see here. I'm thinking almost pre-colonial times, 1730s be be my first guess. It was the Greeks in the 400s. Wow. Wow. Incredible. And you wow. know what the auctions were? They auctioned off women to the highest bidder for marriage. And in fact, the owners of the, let's see, they had to add dowries. They, they talked about it being unacceptable, I mean really unacceptable, to get a wife at any place other than a public auction. You know, I was just thinking about, remember churches, a major fundraising was to church off box, uh, box lunches, mm-hmm. and you got the chance to eat with the, the gal who made the, the lunch. Right, that's right. Yeah. And I guess it's some, some of those where they would hold up and say, okay, bid on the lunch. That's really great. I never would have remembered that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the women were anonymous. The guys had to sit with and eat lunch with the person who made the lunch. But they would bid on lunches that they thought the person they wanted to sit with right. had made. And sometimes it got a little little screwy there. Uh-huh. You know, Maribel's fried chicken is the best in the whole world. I'm going <laughs> to bid on her lunch, and you wind up with somebody you didn't want to sit with. I know. So, okay, so we're past the 5th century. Then wow. the Romans, they, they had auctions to dispose of um, goods that were marketed, you know, just like in a regular marketplace. Okay. Then we get to the British, who auctioned off books and art in the 1600s. Okay. And they, it was the sale of goods at what they call public outcry. That was the normal method of selling goods. Public outcry meaning this is up for bids, folks. I see. Okay. Then we get to the 1700s, and it says the method of the English came to America with the English immigrants. Hmm. Isn't that cool? In the 1700s. It says the only time that auctions seemed to be necessary were times when property was needed to be sold to satisfy debts for non-payment of taxes. All right, then we get down to the Civil War. Now, this is where it gets really interesting. In the Civil War, well, there was lots of bad stuff in the Civil War, but um, the soldiers would come through, and contraband was collected and carried off to a nice, quiet area where the colonel or a commander
commanding officer would sell the goods at a public sale. This is the southern side that we're talking about. Now, the title of colonel, I did not know this, the title of colonel goes to the professional licensed auctioneer. Wow. That's Isn't amazing. That incredible? And that's, that's where it came from. It said even after the Civil War, military colonels traveled to sell surplus army goods and seized goods. Mm-hmm. Auctioneers followed some of the same trails and dressed similar to the army colonels to such an extent that the public began to recognize auctioneers as colonel. This title of colonel stuck and is still used to refer to auctioneers today. And the final tidbit, are you hanging on? I'm ready. I'm ready. The Middle Tennessee area became a hotbed of auction activity and remains the hottest auction markets in the world. Middle Tennessee? Isn't that neat? That's amazing. Do you have anybody from Tennessee listening to us tonight? That would be fun. Maybe next week somebody from Tennessee will call and talk about the auctions. So that's my auction history. That's great. That's wonderful. Isn't that fun stuff? Yeah. That's amazing. Now I want to know who exported or who canned the pineapple that went out of Hawaii. Don, it wasn't Don Ho. wasn't Don Ho. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it must have been Dole because I believe, and Ron would be able to help us on this, that's his state. Mm-hmm. Um, Dole was the pioneer in the pineapple industry. Yeah, when I took a tour back in the mid '80s, Dole was still the king out there, you know, uh-huh. in the wife in the in the yeah. pineapple fields. So that's my guess. Uh huh. But Would I don't you... know. Say what? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just live here. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay. What do you think of Planet Man? I've never heard one. Oh, I have to send you some Planet Man. Okay. It is, it is a peculiar space odyssey. Mm. I think it is a poor imitation of Flash Gordon, but I'm not sure. Do you do you remember the dates on Flash Gordon? Well, the one time thinking of uh, the mid-30s. Okay, well, really early. Okay, yeah. and I know that it went for quite a few years. It was Correct. a long series. Yeah. Um, Planet Man was 1950s. And it was... I'm surprised with that that go farther back. I thought it would be like a 60s deal. Okay, that's amazing. Oh, it's 1950-something. Huh. It doesn't have the dates on them. It just has 1950. Mm-hmm. And the episode, I'll, I'll have to go out and see if I can find something with um, with dates on it. But I've got, it looks like 78 episodes. So that would have been at least two seasons, mm-hmm. huh? That would have been exactly two seasons. Correct. Correct. Exactly two seasons. So yeah. it would have gone... I'll see that. I mean, this is silly. They're all marked 1950. <laughs> you don't get 79 shows. And, well, maybe you do. Could be. Yeah. I don't know. Sounds so. Okay. Well, now I have to go out and check with John Dunning and see what the dates are. <laughs> but it's it's um, it's um not as well performed in terms of acting as Flash Gordon was. And the storyline is certainly not as exciting as Flash Gordon. So, it's, so it's did this make did this make your your list? No, well, yeah, I did. I, uh-huh. I put it in there just for the heck of it. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, you know, some of this stuff is so bad that I'm gonna have to take Blair and the Mounties out of there. <laughs> it's it's really starting to look good. You know? <laughs> oh my goodness, poor Blair. I've been picking on Blair for so long. But um, so anyway, Planet Man. Yeah, we got Planet Man in there. And Nona, I already asked you about. The Lives of Great Men. Had you ever heard one yeah. of those shows before? No, I never heard any of the shows. I've seen the title. I just never heard one. You're lucky. That's okay. <laughs> it, it should not be. Um... Now, The Hermit's Cave is nothing to brag about. No, but it's got great history, but it's not a great show. It is not a great show. Neither was The Haunting Hour. Yeah. Well, I think, to be honest with you, a lot of those spook shows... Can really make a run, make a run for the the worst shows of all time. Uh huh. You know, Witch's Tale. I have put the Witch's Tale as the worst of the attempts at horror. Mm-hmm. Um, she she's got a theatrical. The, the, the haunting hour is up there. I beg your pardon. The haunting hour. The haunting hour. Yeah, yeah I think I have the haunting hour there. I may have, I may have taken that out. Yeah. Or, oh uh, no, there it is. <laughs> 
stuff. It's in my, it's or, in my or really about, bad stuff. Or, or, or uh, the um, Black Castle. The, say that one? The Black Castle. Oh, I didn't do that one. Okay. Gosh. How come? I don't know. Shame on me. Black Castle. I wonder if I had that at one time. Some of them I have had at one time or another, and they were so bad mm -hmm. that I dumped them before I realized that having really bad shows was a good thing. <laughs> so so now, I have, now I have to go out and look for them all over again. Okay, so um, and uh, tell me that one again. I'm sorry, I got the black castle. Oh, the black castle. Okay. I mean, even some of the white out stuff is, you know, not yeah. the best. Yeah, it is. But those mm -hmm. are individual shows mm -hmm. as opposed to the entire program. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. That's true. And which one? Which one did the devil and Mr. O belong to? Was that lights out? Well, that was an awesome, that was a October run in the 60s. It was originally a year of lights out, and they just renamed it in the 60s. Yeah, because I, I mm -hmm. recall that I have them tucked oh. in the same folder. Uh-huh. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, what else awful stuff is in here? Um, I haven't listened to, I have three Christopher Londons, and I haven't listened to them, but I think they're okay. Yeah, those are pretty good. They're starting our friend uh, Peter Ford's father, Glenn Ford. Who, uh, -huh. uh, they sent me an email. He got paid five thousand dollars a show, and he was opposite Jack Benny. So, oh. yeah, it was, it was NBC attempt to when the, Benny moved to CBS. It was the attempt at uh, one time to hang on to the uh, the people. Whoa! Yeah. Oh my goodness, um, Mr. Ace, tell me about that one. I think that's a, I think that's a spinoff of uh, the Easy Aces, but I'm not sure. No, it was um it was a, a murder mystery. It was a detective. Mr. Ace was a detective, mm. and I'm trying to think who. Then I do not know that one. Oh, criminy! It's in my head, and mm, George Raft, I think. I think it was George Raft. Let me see what. Well, yeah, he was in um Rocky Jordan. George. George Raft was Rocky Jordan? Yeah, uh -huh. there were two, three different runs, three, two different runs of Rocky Jordan, and he had that, he, he was one, one of the runs. I'm sorry to be making so much noise here, I got boxes all over Well, that's okay, you, 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 you keep me, you keep me awake. Mr. Ace. Somebody knows who Mr. Ace is. Hello there, you're on Patricia. Well, I'm back, Patricia, in uh, Walden. Hey, hello. Just for a second. I, it's, you know, it's really start, hard to stay on topic when you're delayed over a minute. <laughs> I just realized that when I was on with you before, I, I hung up and I heard our whole conversation. Of course. But, you know, for the auction, that's not good. It's I not? know. Oh, what happened? Bill rewired oh, Bill, Bill rewired the, the station. Um, All right. Yeah. And one quick note, uh, Frank is so funny, but we missed part of what he says because the telephone is so distorted. It's, yeah. It sounds like he's picked up a speakerphone and he's talking into it. Right. He'll do that. Or what happened, he'll be in a different room. He'll be in a room, then I said, move the phone here, move the phone there to get the best receptions. And so, yeah, it's one of those types of things. Because he's using a portable phone. And now all portable phones are the best, as you know. Right. So. Well, if uh, maybe off mic sometime you could talk with him about it. Cause sure. He's so funny, and there's so much he said, but it's distorting. You can hear him every yeah. time he takes a breath, you know. Yeah. It's exaggerated. Yeah. Did, did you know what the, the first, in the 21st century, the most famous auction was for? It, you started way, way back there, Patricia, and went forward. What? A uh, squirrel-shaped nutcracker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't a squirrel shape. It was a squirrel. <laughs> it was a squirrel with a movable tail. Uh, it was a nutcracker, huh? <laughs> it was a nutcracker. <laughs> yes, it was a nutcracker. Okay. Go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other thing. <laughs> Well, seriously, seriously, well, at folks. least 
least he did a nutcracker suite, so that's not bad. There you go. <laughs> 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 they wrote, oh, it's it's going to take me a while to get over that one. <laughs> did, uh, <laughs> the emotional investment went on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we know he had a price. <laughs> now we've got Nolan uh, least, on board here. Yeah, at least we know he had a price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was oh, going to talk about something serious. I better st I should have started off with it, I guess. Uh-huh. The um, the film you were talking about in the mid seventies going bad. Yeah, it's Jaws. Jaws is going bad. Uh, do you know what else is going bad from the mid seventies? No. What what else? Recording tape. Really? Yeah. Oh. And I, I don't know if it's for the. Oh, <clears throat> sham Yeah, a lot of Shamrock tape is going bad. Well, the the way I hear, <laughs> that's not the way I hear it. Okay. What? How did you hear it? <laughs> <laughs> I feel a little delayed here. I'm looking something up. <laughs> it's exactly like like you're saying. They, different brands went out at different times. Yeah. We're talking about it just just crumbling or just becoming distorted. But it's about the time that the quail oil was uh, outlawed, and they quail? started using a substitute. Huh. And I don't know if it was uh, affected film or not, but it did right. affect uh, recording tape. I have a good friend that's in the business, and right. he was talking about it, and uh, for obvious reasons, whale oil was uh, not used anymore because of the, 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 you know, the very fact that the whales were being slaughtered. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The, uh, it stood up much better than what they're using now. Is the point, and I guess CDs probably came in at the right time to salvage some of these things. But the recording tape made before 1975 or so is okay, but beyond that, it begins to. Uh, deteriorate 30 years later. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a problem. That's why, that's why I'm basically having all Frank's stuff transferred into a digital format, you know. Um, yeah, well, much of his would probably be okay because it predates the, the 75 cutoff. But true, Beyond true. that, if, if he's, say he's dubbed it to a fresh stock. Yeah, or, well, what, what, what a lot of people are actually... The acid, the the uh, acetate transcription disc. Uh -huh. You know those mostly, it those forever. Over, oh, oh, well, I eventually might turn into powder. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Just the opposite. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. That. So I'm a, a lot of people are worrying about that. So that's why I'm hoping to get all that transferred. Mm. You know. Well, with that library, you've got quite a task ahead. Of oh you. yeah. <laughs> oh I yeah. I wish it was up and running, or I could help you, but maybe I can in the next. Uh, few months. Well, that'd be good. That would be good. We'll get some volunteers around the That's right. Around the network. That's true. That would be good. Well, I just couldn't resist calling. I won't bother you again tonight. Oh, you should. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> We're having a squirrely night. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, Frank, where are you? Call us back. We will talk to you all later. Maybe okay, even... Okay, Nolan. Thanks a bunch. All right, Nolan. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, go. here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's George Raft, the cases of Mr. Ace. So he did more, George Raft. So he did and a couple I of different shows. He has two shows, and I believe that may be all that's survived. You know, he had an interesting career. He was a popular movie star who turned down some big roles. You know, he was originally cast for... The Maltese Falcon. He didn't mm -hmm. want. He didn't want to do it. So I opened the. I opened uh, for Humphrey Bogart. There was another famous series. I think Casablanca. He was thought of at one time. He turned that down. Uh, then he did his radio series. He wound up uh, working or running a travel agency. You are joshing. No, in Hollywood. Yeah. And when people. Trouble. Yeah. He basically, that's what he wound up doing. Well, he was really good in Mr. Ace. However, I can't yeah. find the show. Let me see if Jerry Hannigus has anything. Um, because I've, I've only got and one regular show. Sure. Hello there, you're on with Patricia. Somebody was probably surprised a while ago. Good morning. I transferred uh, your first three numbers. Well, somebody, so you woke up somebody, huh? Who did you call at this hour? I, I, I hung up before they answered. 
That's always, you know, I, I, uh, I can understand that. They know that. who you are anyway. That's what caller ID has done for yeah. us. Terrible. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Oh my goodness. I got uh, you. I have a, I got your goodie. I, I got your goodies, so I'm just gonna mail them off to Patricia. So, so we're home free. I just gotta wait for somebody to get home, get somebody home to get me to the post office. So, so we got them. Thank you for doing that. I can't wait. Oh, candy. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm glad you got it. I, I'll be glad she gets hers. Yeah. I guess I need to prep or something about that, and I should wait until you get it. But despite what I have said about it, is my opinion. And if it came between licorice and well, that, well, you know, I think my my I, my my parents saw it and they said they totally agree with you. So I think you're not in the minority. <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you're talking to somebody who likes. Yes, if I've got to choose between that and licorice, I'll take the whorehound. Uh huh. Well, I love licorice. And, and I always remember now. Yeah. There's a heck of a market for it, or they wouldn't be making it. That's true. And to my knowledge, nobody has ever died from eating it. Well, I'm a, I love licorice, so it's going to be interesting. From well, it's I read, like licorice. Very good health nothing to it. Do what, Patricia? From what I read while I was trying to find out what it was, and then you called in and told me what it was, there are some really significant health benefits or claims to health benefits to it. Well, there may be. I never thought about that one way or the other, I guess. <laughs> For you, the medicinal is, <laughs> um, I, I guess it will make you feel better just knowing that if you feel sick, somebody's going to treat you with it. Well, yeah, you may have a point there. <laughs> it's good stuff. Well, you're talking to somebody who likes things like snails, and I love caviar. I really like... Um, Buddy, you sure enjoy horsehound candy, then. So, you know, I mean, you can't, you can't dim my enthusiasm in wanting to try it. It's not like oh, I'm no. going to hold my nose and I taste it. I want to I really do that. want to taste it. Well, it's, it's different than anything else you ever taste, I think. <laughs> that part, I believe. I'll believe it. Uh, like I said, you know, there's a heck of a market for it, or they would not be manufacturing it. Oh, my goodness. When I went out online, they're selling it by the, I mean, it, it, it must be like 25 pounds at a time. I didn't see that, but I did see, you know, a lot of them by the pound of sticks. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't see the drops too much, but, um, you know, I'd prefer the drops if I got to eat it. If you have to, Walton, did your mom and dad taste it? Uh, they they know they they know the flavor. So I mean, no, I they I haven't opened this sample, but they had it. They might have had it in the past. They did know about it. Yeah. Wow, I'm the I'm the little kid left out in the cold. I here. guess so. Make us wish us the young kids. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And you know, Nolan talking about the whale oil left out of the tapes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I could figure out a way to put chicken all down. Would be covered forever. If they could figure out a way to put what? Yeah, chicken oil. Chicken oil. Yeah. Well, I should have put things on. Sure. You think about that for a mm -hmm. while and you'll get it. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm I'm your Well, there your... there's plenty of chickens. Yeah. Nobody's complaining about killing chickens. Yeah. So that there ought to be a forever supply of chicken oil if if you could figure out a way to get it. Oh, I misunderstood the word. I got it. Okay. Duh. Um, but you know the thing that scares me what? with digital um, recording of everything. That's not holding up either. It's deteriorating after so many years, and the means to reproduce the, or re-playback, whatever, um, older stuff is disappearing. Mm -hmm. you know, like computer programs and all from 20 years ago, where you'll find a computer that will use them. And I know in one sense, digital recording is a little bit different, but still... 
when things change the next time to something else, oh. then where you go find something to play, yeah, what was there? That's why there are places that uh, transfer houses and make a killing because people get away the equipment and they still hold on to it. Mm. So if they get something transferred, they're still... Like I had to get a, a professional... In the early days of TV, there was a thing called a U-Matic, which was the three-quarter inch professional recording system. Well, I needed parts, I guess. Uh, you know, so I had to go find somebody and over an hour away that still could take care of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, so they make money, I guess. Well, it, it's it's really kind of scary when you think about it. Uh, over a long period of time, I guess it won't concern me, but still, I think eventually there's going to be a lot of stuff lost. And I'm not saying it all ought to be on tape or transcription or anything else because that's going to. Yeah, um, I, I think the, the moral of the story... Get it transferred and share it with as many people as possible. And then eventually you just keep it going to the next generation to the next generation. That way... Exactly. It's the only way it can can survive. That, that, that's true. Yeah. And, and you know you're talking about old radio. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I sent several people to this site to listen to it or whatever. And... I guess I might be biased a little bit, but still, I see so often that people you 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 send to this, they can't see anything, so they don't they can't keep their mind on it. If they don't see a movie running, they're not interested. I think, uh-huh. I think what saves old time radio is is part of when people start surfing on the net and going to other sites and they have it going on in the background. So that way they keep their eyes occupied and they have this going in the background. Well, I mean, I do. I mean, if you start reading books, you know, Walden, you can work and read at the same time. True, yeah. And and I've done that for an awful lot of years and uh, all but most sighted people, if they can't see something going... They're not interested in listening, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just, it kind of baffles me. Well, I, I maybe this is a different way of looking at it. I think there's a different correlation for people who listen, who use their ears, and also those are probably most likely the same ones, not always, but a lot of them are also people who read. They're not necessarily always tied up to TV and, and Right, now, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I, and I think Patricia is a prime example of that. Right, Patricia? I do a yeah. lot of my reading on the Internet or on the computer. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think Patricia... I'm not a television person. Um, but, you know, reading on the computer, if I, if I printed it out, I would take it to the living room with me. But I download books from the Gutenberg Project periodically, and if I'm not reading here, I'm reading in the living room. So see, Patricia is a good is, is a good class, a good class, right. a reader slash listener. Well, I don't know. It just seems like it, it. That's not a norm with a lot of the people I run into. Oh, it's it's not. I guess I don't have enough of a sample to be making this statement, but still. No, but you're um, absolutely right. I am. I run into that. I, I don't use. Can't it. be watching it. Uh, don't bother them with it. No. Um, Walden, did you ever look at the specs or anything on one of those um, Milestone 311 digital recorders? I told you that. Uh, not yet. Haven't gotten to that. I was working on some other projects, but no, I haven't gotten to that. That seemed very useful to me because it's flexible. Oh, it is. It is as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And uh, if you hunt enough, if you mm-hmm. can find the cell phone case that will mm-hmm. fit it, you know, a belt case. <clears throat> yeah. And, um, you know, I'm. I, I will never, as long as I've got clothes on, I'll never be without a pocket knife. <laughs> it's the same thing with the, uh, with that recorder. I, mm-hmm. You know, I got it. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Very nice. Well, yeah. I don't have anything else really worthwhile to contribute, I don't suppose. Um, let me check and see where the candy was. Well, that's what it is. 
<laughs> it's almost about to entertain me. Are you in the market for a question? Well, I'll give it a shot. You give it a shot. You were half asleep last week. Uh, when I was, I didn't call you last week. Um, I was, I had to set up till two o'clock, set clock, and then uh-huh. I had to watch it another hour to make sure it was right. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. by the time I got to y'all, you were just leaving. Oh, okay. Uh, the week, the week before, I wasn't with it either. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't with us either. Okay. Um, no, I, I called in, yes, but I, I wasn't with it. Period. With it. Oh, okay. I got it. Uh, you know, I mean, us Yankees, we have trouble yeah. sometimes with the life. Uh, yeah, y'all, y'all had a shout to the life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is one that you couldn't, that, that you just couldn't conjure the other day. Who is more toops in Super McGee and Molly? I really don't remember what he did. Um, wasn't he uh, Tiny's uh, daddy? No, but you're darn close. Uh, oh, 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 okay. Willie, Willie's daddy. Yeah. Willie's daddy. Yeah. Willie's yeah, daddy. Willie's daddy. Willie's daddy. Yeah. And it's Morton Hoops who lives across the street, and it's Willie's daddy. You are so right. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad somebody got that. <sighs> Thank you for putting me out of my misery. Okay. <laughs> I, I just have to be awake for some of them. Yeah, well, you know what? That was one that really caught you. you oh, my. I know what it is, but I can't think of it. Yeah, I did. And I, when I said Tanny, then I knew it. It wasn't her. It was, I'd already said it, but, um, uh-huh. and I realized who it was. Yeah, well, she and Willie are, are usually together. I did it, Willie. I did it. Are you going to let me send you something? Uh, yeah, but I swear right this minute, I can't think what. Um, I don't know. Let me think about it. Put it on hold, if you would. Okay. I'll I'll issue an IOU, so when you call in... Yeah, well, if I can think of something, I'll tell you next time I call or I'll email you or something. I will issue an IOU. Or if there's something in the meantime, send me an email if if you think of something. Okay. Um, the, I, I did get the uh, Sam and Henry ones, and um, I didn't realize they were so short. Yeah, they were just skits. They they weren't. Yeah. Well, then on the Sam and Henry shows, the only thing I could find were seven skits. They were like three or four minutes long. Correct. They were put on 78 records. Okay. And so no, no, that's, her, that's no, the entire thing. Uh huh. No, her commercial releases back in the uh, in the twenties. Okay. All right. Now on the radio. Surprised you found anything. Yeah, I know. I, I was really surprised too. And then I discovered that there are five more out there somewhere mm-hmm. that I have to keep my my attention riveted on. See if I can come up with them as well. On the radio shows, how many minutes were they on the radio? Mm. Uh... Probably fifteen. It, it would have been a fifteen minute uh-huh. show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I could I was just thinking, um Bill Hay had a um a slogan, um, ten ten, Sam and Henry. That's what time a lot of times they came on in Chicago. So maybe they ran twenty minutes, but you know, my understanding is generally a fifteen minute format. Well, you know, that's really interesting because these skits the ones I've, that um, Harwood and I are, are talking about, the ones mm-hmm. that I found and sent to him, are only, they, each one of them is less than four minutes. Right. So if it was 10-10 and a 15-minute show was coming up at 10-15, one of these would have slipped right in. Could have been. But I just wanted they ran a 15-minute show. So if they ran a 15-minute show from 10-10 to 10-25, what did they do with the other five minutes? And, which is making me think that maybe they were the five minutes. Could have been. As a lead-in to the next Show. Could have been. How interesting. Yeah. I'll see if I can dig something up. But uh John Dunning does not have Mr. Ace in there. So I don't know. Does he have um Sam and Henry in there? Well he would have it under Amos and Andy, the history of uh we would discuss Sam and Henry. Really? Yeah. That's terrible. You know, with with the Sam and Henry one thing that I noticed, uh Charles Carell was a smart one. 
Yeah, Charlie was definitely, yeah, he was also the outgoing one. Yeah, and and, and then it reversed, and, and yeah. I was an Andy. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Oh, well, y'all get back at it, and I'm going to have some coffee. I think it ought to be. Uh, good. Oh, good. Um, we'll, we'll be here waiting for it. All right, just set your cup out. <laughs> okay, thanks. You have a great night. Or a day. You're a morning. day now, aren't morning. you? Morning. Yeah. Uh, the years ago, they used to talk about pouring stuff in the telephone at right the other end. Bring <laughs> it work with a computer. Yeah, sure it would. You have to toss it in email. It'll slosh around a little bit, but it'll be okay. Maybe cold when it gets to you. Nah, I'll heat it up. All right. We'll see y'all again.
Patricia and I will be best of friends to the day we pass away. Oh, yes. You know. Good friends forevermore. There was a song, and we'll be friends forevermore. It ended with, um, oh gosh, I'll have to look that one up too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to toss out a question. Um, um, I'll do a true or false question for people to play with. True or false, in the show Blackstone, The Magic Detective, Blackstone was a magician. Is it true or false that the oh. character was based on a real-life magician that's named true. Blackstone? That's going to be a good one to find out. Is that true or that false? Is it true or is it false? Is that true what they say but about Blackstone, a real magician. And let me toss out another one. Okay. Um, I may have asked this one before, but it's a hard one, so I'll just throw it out there again. What did the show Let George Do It and Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar, have in common? That's a good one. They were on the radio. <laughs> it was a good one. <laughs> yes, they were on the radio. This is very good, Walton. Uh, can we go to line two? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> and which detective had a secretary named Effie Perrine? Uh, one four five four five two zero oh, seven one. We've got three questions out there. Good stuff. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Just remind everybody: the yesterday USA auction is two weeks away. That's right. And we, Gosh, you know, it just—we've been talking about it, and suddenly it's here. It's here. Yeah. And so we would love, Patricia and I would love to have you help it out if you can. You know, it's tough, financially tough for everybody at the moment, and we understand. Uh, but if you if you can help out, and it doesn't have to be anything big. It's just, it's just mostly a token of your appreciation that we're here. And so she can send something in this week. And most important, maybe be here two weeks from today at 4 o'clock Eastern Time. And just, they're going to be bargains. They're going to be goodies. Maybe you want to pick something up and give it to somebody for Christmas. Or get it, make a copy, give 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 somebody the copy and you keep one. Just, you know, be a way to help us out. Lots of good stuff. Yeah. And bargains. Honest to goodness, mm-hmm. there are bargains. There are some people who really, really want something, and they will bid to the wall to get it. Most other uh, lots that go are just, you know, they're they're just normal competition. How much do you want to bid? How much do you want to save? And there are times when only one or two people really like something, Mm -hmm. which is why department stores have so much product. Not everything appeals to everybody. So, um, you know, just... Sit with it for a while and watch what's happening, and you're going to find something really cool at a really good price. So, if you have anything, send it to Kim Bragg, 2001 Plymouth Rock Drive, Richardson, Texas, 75081. At Kim, K-I-M, Bragg, B-R-A-G-G, 2001. Plymouth Rock, P-L-Y-M-O-U-T-H, space, R-O-C-K, space, Plymouth Rock Drive, Richardson, R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S-O-N, Texas, 75081. And we will love you if you can do it. We'll still love you if you can't do it. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I love you two times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have something to tell you. I have something to tell you. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell I me. I went and looked up the cases of Mr. Ace mm-hmm. because I have two shows, and that's all Jerry has listed. So it looks like I have the only two shows that exist. That's good news. However. Yeah. I've got a title that doesn't 
match his title. So maybe there are three out there. I got one that's dated as an audition on my computer or on my files, and he's got it listed as the lost package as the title of the shows, which still might be an audition, but that's the way mine is marked. And the second one is a title that doesn't match up, so I'm going to have to do some fussing and digging and see whether or not there is actually a third show out there. He's got two, I've got two, and the names don't match. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. So, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. You're not going anywhere, huh? I'm not going anywhere. Oh, that's good. You're stuck. I know. You're stuck. I know. Yeah. I'm a good kid sometimes. You want to go for a second show? I am ready to do a second show. And then we are going to have to say goodnight. That's right. I can only do the second show when I pull it up. I know. <laughs> Everything is all <laughs> over the place. I am so disorganized tonight. Actually, I think I'm probably more organized than I thought I was. You did really good. <clears throat> you know, you, you, you've been living with me.